Welcome to the Brand Party Podcast. I'm your host, Christine from CL Designs. If you know me, execution and getting shit done is my middle name. This podcast will energize you to invest in your brand in new ways. Join me for tips, insights, and actions you can take to make your brand a priority in your business. My guests and I deliver honest, to-the-point advice you can implement right away. Your brand is worth celebrating. It can be fun, and I'll show you how. Let's get this party started. Jenny J is a multimedia creator who lives her best shameless life as a photographer, documentary filmmaker, writer, colorist, and creative. Known for her terrible puns, her tendency to travel the world, and her passion for great storytelling, she spends her days and nights creating and living. The Double J Collective is a photography and videography powerhouse. Founded in 2015, she knows what it means to honor your voice and your story. Jenny takes your idea and create the visuals that match your brand voice, your key messaging, and your style, honoring your vision from the start. Thank you so much, Jenny, for joining in and having some fun with our audience today. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. I know that there are a lot of photographers in the space, and I know today we're talking specifically about like those brand photos. You can be really technically good at photography. Like There are a lot of people who know the technical aspects and how to take good photos, but taking photos that where you can see someone's soul or you can really see someone's personality truly shine, like that is what becomes so important, especially when you're trying to understand a person's voice, which is a part of really what their brand is. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take it back a little bit for those who are kind of new to this space. How would you define what a brand is? So for me, your brand is really, truly how people feel when they're looking at what your visuals are. So it can be your fonts, it can be your images, it can be your graphics, but everything together, um, it can even be like the clothes that you wear when you show up to in-person events. But every little piece together creates this bigger image as an entire whole and that like whatever that image is that to me is what your brand is so talk us through a little bit about how you found clarity between your personal brand and the double j collective i know it can be a journey for various factors and various people it's hard to find that true self and really kind of own it as well it's actually really funny. So originally, I had the Double J Collective, and that was like my amalgamation of everything creative, all of the things that I did. I just wanted to put it all under one hub. And I did it, and I was building it, and that was back in like 2015. And about two years ago, I actually realized in the process of doing that, I didn't have a brand anymore. I didn't have a voice. Like There was the business, and there wasn't a Jenny. So my personal brand account actually started as like my Finsta. It was just like supposed to be the fun place that I showed up online. And instead, it started to turn into a space where I felt really proud to share little bits and pieces of who I was about the um, heart behind like the things that I create. And even like amalgamating them and finding a place where they both felt united, I actually had a lot of resistance. 
Christine, like, you know this, I worked with you to kind of get the two brandings cohesive again. But it was because I had created a brand or like picked colors or whatever it was around the Double J Collective five years ago, I didn't really realize until very recently how much the almost accidental brand I had created around my personal self was something that was more aligned. I almost didn't realize that the accidental brand I had created with my personal um, accounts and voice was more aligned with the way I wanted people to feel about my business and the work that I created. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, you know, through your own journey, through mine as well. And a lot of people that I've worked with, and I'm sure you have too, have found that it's this balance between how much personality or of my personal side do I share in my business as well? What would you say to that? Hmm. So I have my list of like, absolutely, will I never share this? And I think that's important because I think when you don't know what it is, like where the boundaries are, of what really is yours for you to keep personal and what you want to share, like that's when it becomes really tricky. And that's when it becomes hard to differentiate sometimes. Um, personally, I have grown more into the space that I don't always talk about my business. A lot of the times I actually talk more about my values. That might include a few anecdotes from my personal life. That might include a few stories. But when I pair my values with my business, that's, I think, my sweet spot. And that's where I find comfort. Um, And it's only when I feel like I don't have almost the privacy of my own experiences that I know I want to hold on to as mine. Those are the ones that I choose to keep on a private level and not online or like not a part of my brand. Mm -hmm. I think that having those boundaries are so clear for not only yourself, but what you're able to share with your audience and be able to show up in a really cohesive way in that sense, but still make sure that you're, you know, still vulnerable. You're still able to uh, emulate those core values that you had mentioned too. So what are some essential tips or tricks that you've work through and would recommend to someone who's looking to find that own clarity for themselves? So I run by the rule that anything I put on the internet will be and is going to be accessible to everyone. So one of the base things that I kind of base it off of too is, does this speak to the values and the identity of the person that I would be proud for everyone to know about? Would I be proud for my family to know about this? Would I be proud for my friends? Would I be proud if my client saw this? These are the things that I hold really important to me. So if it passes that test for the first layer, then I'm like, okay, this sounds like a good thing. And the second thing I really try to think about is how is this adding to the brand that I want to continue building? And for me, like the brand that I really want to create and continue building is not just the brand voice of someone who is a creator, but someone who is also a person of color and someone who is also an activist and someone who is also in a very unique and individualistic way, an educator and an activist. Is everything that I'm sharing aligned with that brand that I want to build? And if so, then absolutely. Like that's a that's a good time to share. Yeah, I think that's a great prompt to come back to. Like what would you be proud of to show up as? And Mm -hmm. also understand where you're at currently and being able to audit that and how people are perceiving what you're putting out, but also aspiring to have that legacy for themselves and their brand, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I think you say it best, like your brand is really what people say about you when you're not in the room, right? So 
<laughs> I'm trying to always remind myself of the things that I want people to be saying if I'm not there. We've talked about a little bit about the emotional connection side of things, how to emulate your core values and making sure that that's aligned and kind of reflected in the type of content that you're sharing as well. But Bringing it back to more of the visual side of things, how would you say in terms of the brand 360, not only the visuals are important, but so is portraying those special qualities that you have per your brand. But how do you do that through your own medium of photography and videography? So when it comes to actually creating the visuals that match your brand, I think one of the most important and key elements is actually color theory. And it's such a technical way of looking at it. If we take my own personal brand as an example, when people look at my images or my work or my website, I want people to feel warm and welcome. I want people to feel understood. And colors that really are aligned with that are warm tones, are earth tones. And I really also want people to understand the advocacy side of things that I do. And you see that in like the rich browns and the really rich, um, deep, like rusty oranges and those, those skin tones that are richer and full. Those are the colors that are associated with those feelings and those topics. For me, it's really important that these are the colors that show up in either my graphics or my photos or in the things that I'm wearing when I show up. Like these are the things that I consistently bring out. And to contrast that, if I'm working with a corporate client, I'm going to be using a lot of blue tones and a lot of white. So a lot of corporate photos you'll find um, in their websites and in their graphics, you see like very white whites, you have blue undertones, um, and there isn't a lot of that yellow. There isn't a lot of that uh, red. Instead, you see blue, you see green, you see white. Like these are the colors associated with corporate and commercial. So really understanding what the feelings are tied to what the colors that match those feelings are and making sure that that's what shows up. I love color theory. Like <laughs> It's love. my favorite too. I will like sit there and just be like, what does this color mean? How do we bring up this color? What if, but it seems like such a simple thing, right? When you think about it, you're like, oh, okay, your primary colors are like red, yellow, blue, but then it's so nuanced when you really dive in a lot deeper and have these associations, not only culturally sometimes, but on the emotional side as well, like that you talked about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if you look at film, right? Color theory in film is such a huge thing. That's why you have entire crews of people who think so hard about the wardrobe and sets because you'll find in some really famous and popular films, you actually have certain moods that you want people to feel replicated throughout scenes with the same colors. So I'm thinking of a film off the top of my head and every time they wanted you to be pulled back into that love into that giddy excitement they were always using these like teal and yellow colors so you would see it in the background you would see it in what they were wearing you would see these colors pop up whenever it was like a romantic feel-good scene so it's genuinely is everywhere once you start looking for it that's something that you tap on is consistency is so key because it's these subtle things like in that film that you just mentioned where they start to become more familiar with the aesthetic and the visual cues that people have intentionally created that you just start to look out for and uh, start to realize how it feels as well. Exactly. I mean, it's really at the end of the day, like what you're associating with the colors too, right? We already have been taught almost 
based on the images that we've consumed, that we understand that white and blue is corporate or warm tones is familiar and earthy and and grounded like we are constantly being told what we should feel when we see certain colors and just like that with our own brands like we need to teach our audiences like when you see these colors this is what i expect you're going to feel yeah and i think depending on where you are in the world too and who your audience is that will change for everybody but at the same sense say you are somebody who's very more so blue collar in that corporate world, but you do dream of different clients outside of that realm, what would you recommend to them to make sure that they stand out, but also don't alienate themselves in that type of way? That's where I think you start to see that kind of minimalistic approach where you see, sure, you might have a hint of blue, a hint of white, but now we're mixing in some beiges or some neutrals and pairing those two gives like a very clean a very minimal and that invites or almost becomes the warmer side of what that corporate look can be obviously like you're working with if if you've got the blue tones and you've kind of also got the orange or the beiges neutrally added into your palette just in terms of color I think is a really good place to start in terms of figuring out how people are starting to feel every time they see your brand. Yeah, that's a great key piece. You know, things move towards more video, obviously, and content. What would you say are some tips that or prompts that people can think of when they're trying to decide between photography or videography for their content? That one's a tricky one because video is generally a lot easier to really just tell your audience what you're supposed to feel. You can set the pace with a song, you can set the pace with how the video is color graded, you can set the pace with how fast the edits are. So with video, there are a lot more literally moving parts. But again, like the song, there are some songs and you listen to it and I'm like, that's a corporate pop advertising song. And there are other ones and I'm like, ooh, this is like a summer vibe feel. And you hear that with like those audio cues. So if you're jumping away from photo and moving into the video side of your visual, then looking for the feelings that are associated with certain songs it's a great place certain shots as well as the tempo of how the video itself is edited and how it's shot something really unique that you offer from a lot of photographers that I've researched and have worked with as well is that you really have your own signature editing style and process, but at the same time, you really do take into consideration these people's core values and their own personal aesthetic as well for their own brand. And I think you just really give them the opportunity to dive in a little bit deeper on having that time dedicated to who they are and ensure that your edit is showing up and reflective of that. Can you talk a little bit more about that process and how that came to be. Thank you for that, Christine. I think it's so important in this day of age of presets being so easily accessible, filters being easily accessible. I remember when I was first kind of starting out, there was this huge conversation around photographers getting really upset about other people putting their own filters on top of images that were being done by professionals. And of course, that's frustrating because it then it might look worse, it might decrease the quality of the images, and it might really change the nature of the work and make it look not great. And I remember when I was actually having a conversation around this, I was really just trying to think about the workaround or the answer to that problem that was actually happening. And What if we were actually editing things the way that we understand people want it? Because there are so many different preferences to color theory 
And there are still ways to do it right. There are still ways to do it professionally, but you can still cater to different aesthetics. And that's really all like editing with certain presets are and, and things like that. Some presets that exist on the internet do break rules of how colors should look and the traditional ideas around editing photos, but there are also feelings still tied to those editing styles. And if I'm working with a client who has a very specific style, the last thing I want to do is give them photos that one, they can't use, or two, they might have to edit over. For me, it's just really easy to like go in and take a look like what colors are they already naturally using? How are they naturally editing their photos or what filters are they more drawn to? And what is it that really speaks to them? And then being able to take that and apply it to images that are taken during one of our shoots and making sure that they match because you also want to be able to use, you know, the photos that you take while you're away on a trip and mix that into your professional branding images and have it look consistent too. Perhaps some people who are listening have felt the same way where I just get so consumed about what to post some days and that reduces so much of that overwhelm and decision fatigue in terms of when I had shot with you for a full day, it was such a great investment of my time and energy and everything like that involved in the process from start to finish that I literally have a bank of resources now that I don't even need to worry about I could literally choose anything from the like 700 plus photos that we've (laughs) created together we shot a lot yeah and know that I'm gonna stay on brand and have the resources available to really focus on the other parts of my business that do require a little bit more attention from from myself yeah but see that was so easy because you already have such a clear vision on what your brand is And I know we're talking a lot about colors and this is actually a conversation my partner and I were having because he was like, I think I already have a brand because I already know the colors. And it's like, well, actually colors are a big part of it, but it isn't your entire brand. So you know that sure you might have your red, yellow, and teal, but it's also a bold red and a bold yellow and a bold teal because that's what your brand is. Your brand is a bold one. Your brand is vibrant and that's what shows up and also how the photos are edited. So you could have two very different iterations of what red, teal, and yellow brand could look like. And one could be like pastel and soft and still have those colors, but it would be an entirely different brand than what yours looks like. So that was so easy because you not only knew what your brand colors are, but you knew what you wanted people to feel when they looked at those images. For sure. And I think another part too that is complementary to both our services is like mood boards as well that I find really helpful in order to just make sure that people are on the same page. If they are looking to work with a photographer or videographer and more of that visual side of things, it's really helpful to understand that overall look and feel that you're going for. Yeah, mood boards are one of my favorite parts of, of getting ready for a shoot. I love mood boards. They just make me happy. They're so great. And so once they have their own logo, their color palette, their brand photography, the works, how can they maximize these assets? One thing that I think most, at least small businesses, and I'm going to talk about small business owners uh, for the most part, because I know that is a large part of the population of people that I have worked with. When you're building out your personal brand and all of these little elements, one thing is so important to think about is that these are actually your marketing assets. I think there's a disconnect still in understanding that photography and videography is not just a photo and a video. 
It's an entire marketing campaign. So how are you walking into your shoot, preparing for your next marketing campaign? In fact, what is your next marketing campaign? Because if you're not actually thinking about that part of your business, then you might have some beautiful photos, but they might not actually be serving your audience and serving your ability to sell. So one of the best ways of seeing people use their new assets is taking it and turning them into banner images on sales pages for their next program or using it as Instagram story ads for a new launch. And those images, like it sometimes doesn't even make sense. If you just have a pretty photo of your face and you're saying, hey, have you seen this online course that I'm selling? Like you could put a photo of your face, but what if there were more images that could be more helpful? What if you needed an image where you're pointing to an empty part of the screen where you could apply text onto it? What if you wanted just your own personal stock image of you clicking buy on your own course? Like these are the things that can be powerful, powerful image assets to add to your marketing campaign. That's the secret sauce. If you can understand your entire branding collateral as your entire marketing team, then that's when you're going to be able to really maximize them. That's how people, especially in the small business space that you had mentioned too, that's how they're able to optimize what they currently have as their own bank of resources and really not have to spend additional marketing spend because you have all of these resources working for you and able to repurpose content as well. Exactly. We're going to dive into some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I am, I think. (laughs) What are you currently celebrating? Ooh, I'm celebrating that I have the flexibility to travel to new places and still be doing what I love. That's a big one for me too. So I'm glad that you're enjoying some sunshine. Well deserved. Mm-hmm. It's been a long year. <laughs> and second rapid fire. What's the number one thing you want people to have fun with from this episode? I want people to take away that you need to be so freaking excited about your brand photos. And you need to be so excited about how you're going to put them into action. The best compliment I could ever get on any of my shoots is seeing that they've taken the images that I've created and put it in a way that has boosted their sales or like just amplified and taken their business to a new level. I want people to really take away like that is the biggest compliment to any photographer. That is how you should take your images and that's what you should be doing with them. Thank you so much, Jenny, for taking the time to join in on the fun for the Brand Party podcast today. We really appreciate it. And I hope that people understand how to define their brand more today. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And where can people find out more about you? So people can find me a lot of places, but you can mostly find me on Instagram. I go by Just Ask Jenny. So J-U-S-T-A-S-K-J-E-N-N-Y. And you can find me and all the things over there. All right. Well, thank you, Christine, for having me. And I can't wait to see all the epic people that you have in this lineup and just learn about every single aspect of what branding really means. It's going to be so good. Enjoy the brand party? Leave a rating and review to share the fun we've had. Until next time. Bye.